Hello, and welcome to the European Folktales Podcast, where we remember our shared history through storytelling. I'm your host, David. Please check out our website at europeanfolktalespodcast.com, our YouTube channel. You can find us on your favorite podcast app or on any of your favorite social media channels. Last episode on our podcast, we discussed and read through The Three Bears, a widely known story that has very old roots, some of which we discussed. This episode, we're going to read through and discuss another old English folktale called The Golden Ball. I'm extremely excited for this episode. See, this episode is the story and the inspiration and drive for this entire podcast. Without giving much away just yet, I'll say it's a relatively little-known story outside of folklore and folktale enthusiasts, but it has had a huge cultural impact, which is why I'm excited to get into it. It's a story of a couple girls that get a gift with a fate that if they lose it, they're going to die. Let's see how the story goes. The Golden Ball There were two lasses, daughters of one mother, and as they came from the fair, they saw a right, bonny young man stand at the house door before them. They never saw such a bonny man before. He had gold on his cap, gold on his finger, gold on his neck, a red gold watch chain. Ah, but he had brass. He had a golden ball in each hand. He gave a ball to each lass, and she was to keep it, and if she lost it, she was to be hanged. One of the lasses, t'was the youngest, lost her ball. I'll tell thee how. She was by a park paling, and she was tossing her ball, and it went up and up and up, till it went fair over the paling, and when she climbed up to look, the ball ran along the green grass, and it went right forward to the door of a house, and the ball went in, and she saw it no more. So she was taken away to be hanged by the neck till she was dead because she'd lost her ball. But she had a sweetheart, and he said he would go get the ball. So he went to the park gate, but t'was shut. So he climbed the hedge, and when he got to the top of the hedge, an old woman rose up out of the dike before him and said if he wanted to get the ball, he must sleep three nights in the house. He said he would. Then he went into the house and looked for the ball, but could not find it. Night came on, and he heard bogles move in the courtyard. So he looked out of the window, and the yard was full of them. Presently, he heard steps coming upstairs. He hid behind the door and was as still as a mouse. Then in came a big giant five times as tall as he. And the giant looked round but did not see the lad. So he went to the window and bowed to look out. And as he bowed on his elbows to see the bogles in the yard, the lad stepped behind him, and with one blow of his sword he cut him in twain, so that the top part of him fell in the yard, and the bottom part stood looking out of the window. There was a great cry from the bogles when they saw half the giant come tumbling down to them, and they called out, There comes half our master, give us the other half! So the lad said, It's of no use to thee, thou pair of legs, standing alone at the window, as thou hast no eye to see with, so go join thy brother. And he cast the lower part of the giant after the top part. Now when the bogles had gotten all the giant, they were quiet. Next night, the lad was at the house again, and now a second giant came in at the door, and as he came in, the lad had cut him in twain. But the legs walked on to the chimney and went up them. 
Go, get thee after thy legs, said the lad to the head, and he cast the head up the chimney too. The third night the lad got into bed, and he heard the bogles striving under the bed, and they had the ball there, and they were casting it to and fro. Now one of them has his leg thrust out from under the bed, so the lad brings his sword down and cuts it off. Then another thrusts his arm out at another side of the bed, and the lad cuts that off. So at last he had maimed them all, and they all went crying and wailing off, and forgot the ball. But he took it from under the bed, and went to seek his true love. Now the lass was taken to York to be hanged. She was brought out on the scaffold, and the hangman said, Now, lass, thou must hang by the neck, till thou beest dead. But she cried out, Stop, stop, I think I see my mother coming. O oh, mother, hast thou brought my ball and come to set me free? I've neither brought thy ball nor come to set thee free, but I have come to see thee hung upon this gallows tree. Then the hangman said, Now, lass, say thy prayers, for thou must die. But she said, Stop, stop, I think I see my father coming. O oh, father, hast thou brought my golden ball and come to set me free? I've neither brought thy golden ball nor come to set thee free, but I have come to see thee hung upon this gallows tree. Then the hangman said, Hast thee done thy prayers? Now, lass, put thy head into this noose. But she answered, Stop, stop, I think I see my brother coming. And again she sang, and then she thought she saw her sister coming, then her uncle, then her aunt, then her cousin. But after this the hangman said, I will stop no longer, thou art making game of me, thou must be hung at once. But now she saw her sweetheart coming through the crowd, and he held over his head in the air her own golden ball. So she said, Stop, stop, I see my sweetheart coming. Sweetheart, hast thou brought my golden ball and come to set me free? Aye, I have brought thy golden ball and come to set thee free. I have not come to see thee hung upon this gallows tree. And he took her home, and they lived happily ever after. That was the golden ball. There isn't an author really attributed to the story, and as we get into it, I think you'll understand why. Uh, it is collected by various people. Um, what do we have here? F.A. Steele is collected in a book called English Fairy Tales, and I'm sure there are many more. Um, but that's not where we're going with this episode. Um, we'll, just, we'll talk about the story for a minute, but I want to get somewhere else with it. it does, there's not a lot in this story that differs from much other fairy, fairy tales and folk tales. It's short, low on details and dialogue. It tells a simple tale. But when we dig deeper, we're going to see the persistence of a short, seemingly little-known story. The basic elements of the story of the golden ball are a girl who's giving something of high value. She has to keep it. She, has, she loses this object. It's a ball in, in this particular story, but as we'll see, it changes. Um, after losing it, her life is forfeit. She begs of the hangman to let her family come in and pay her ransom. Her family cannot or will not pay her ransom. And her true love has to perform some sort of action or payment to rescue her from the gallows. Some of the more recent uh, roots of this story come from Charles Perrault's Bluebeard story. 
when I say recent, keep in mind that Charles Perrault wrote and collected his works in the mid-16 to late 1600s. Uh, but we can trace elements of this story all the way back to Euripides of ancient Greece. The elements that came together to make this story can be traced to nearly all parts of Europe, the Middle East, and as far as Asia. It changes and develops as it travels, all the while adding and borrowing from other folktales. One of the most fascinating things about the story isn't really the story itself, but the way it develops in, into a folk song that is pervasive is the folk tale. As a folk song, it drops some of the more fantastical elements of the folk tale, such as the giants, goblins, and it focuses on the more relatable human elements of the story, love and redemption. The story of the Golden Ball is but one of many names of this story. Other names are the Maid Freed from the Gallows, the Gallows Pole, the Gallows Tree, the Gallus Pole, the Hangman's Pole, the Prickly Bush, the Prickly Bush. But it's by this, the name the Maid Freed from the Gallows or the Gallows Pole that we find it in a wonderful world of music. There are many versions, all of them recounting a similar story. A maiden, or a man in some versions, uh, pleads with a hangman or judge to wait for the arrival of someone who may bribe him. Typically the first people to arrive are generally the, uh, the condemned person's parents or siblings. They bring nothing and often come to see them hanged. The last person to arrive, often in their true love, has brought the gold, the silver, or some other valuable to save them. The song has been recorded countless times, even as far back as the Alan Lomax recordings of the early 1930s and before that. On the website at europeanfolktalespodcast.com, you'll find some uh, ways to listen to some of these early recordings. John Jacob Niles recorded the song Made Freed from the Gallows in 1940, which we're going to listen to just in a part of in a moment. But before, you should write that name down, John Jacob Niles, a fascinating man who has a love of folk music, and he did everything in his power to record and preserve our folk traditions. Traveling to the uh, Appalachian area, and uh, collecting songs that were passed down in an oral tradition and, and writing and collecting them for us. Alameda Riddle recorded the song The Gallows Tree in 1957, which is linked on the website, and you can find it on YouTube. Uh, it's a beautiful rendition. We're not going to listen to the whole thing, but we're going to listen to a little bit of it. Hangman, hangman, slacking up your line. 
For I see my father coming from a far off distant home. Oh, father, father, have you brought me gold? Or have you paid my fee? Or did you come to see your only son hang neath the gallows tree? Oh. A.L. Lloyd, recorded in 1964 for his and Ewan. I can never say the name. <laughs> Recorded it in 1964 for his and Ewan McCall's album, English and Scottish Folk Ballads. And in the uh, liner notes, he, uh, he notes, A book could be written about this song. There's a hint of the story in Euripides' Alcestis, produced in 438 BC. But of course it wasn't until many centuries later that the tale became versified and turned into a ballad. It was spread all over Europe in several forms. In Hungary, a yellow snake fastens itself to a girl's breast, and neither father, mother, sister, nor brother will take it away, till up steps the bold sweetheart and does the trick. Further east, a girl is captured by pirates, and again her family, one by one, refuses to pay the ransom. But eventually the sweetheart pays it. So on through the ages till our own day. Lead Belly had a good version, and after the Watts Ghetto Riots of 1965, a set appeared in which a young black looter appears in court to face a heavy fine, or the gallows twine. The rescuer in this case is neither father, mother, nor sweetheart, but a social worker who arrives with the money just in time. In the opinion of many scholars, this is among the oldest, most typical, and most interesting of ballads. It has turned up in countless versions in the Scandinavian and Baltic countries, in Central Europe, Hungary, Romania, and Russia. And the ballad specialist Francis J. Child considered that the best version of all is Sicilian. It has enjoyed very wide currency in the British Isles and also in the United States, where it has been covered by countless artists. In many versions, the folk song tales of a young woman captured by pirates or brigands. Father, mother, brother, sister refuse to pay ransom but the lover sets her free. In earlier forms of the ballad, the girl is condemned to die for the loss of a golden ball or golden key, either signifying the girl's honor, which then, when lost, can only be restored by her lover. You can see how this diverges from the folktales that currently handed down to us from the English folktale. You can also notice that the folktale itself has a much more detailed account regarding how and why the woman is at the gallows. Seems that verses from the prickly bush also called the Maid Freed from the Gallows, were sung in the course of the telling of the story. The form of ballad is likewise interesting. It's frequently suggested that the ballad originated as choral dances. That is, a group formed a ring and danced around. A member of the group sang a single line or a set of lines and the rest came in with a refrain. It's been further suggested that these ballads were actually created in the course of this operation, with various members of the group improvising sequences until the ballad story was carried to a conclusion. Now, not many ballads as we know them show signs of this kind of communal creation, but the prickly bush, with its extremely simple construction, may well have come into being in such a way. Few ballads show such clear signs of a primitive, dramatic structure as this one, 
though the major tune, collected by Lucy Broadwood in Buckinghamshire, is probably fairly modern. A typical refrain of the folk song is, Hangman, 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 slack your rope a while, think I see my father riding many a mile. Father, did you bring any silver? Father, did you bring any gold? Or did you come to see me hanging, hanging from this gallows pole? No, I didn't bring any silver. No, I didn't bring any gold. I've just come to see you hanging, hanging from this gallows pole. It's been suggested that the reference to gold may not mean actual gold for a bribe, but may instead stand for a symbolic restoration of a condemned person's honor, perhaps by proving their innocence, honesty, fidelity, or the maiden's virginity. Such an interpretation would explain why a number of the song's variations have the condemned person asking whether the visitors have brought gold or paid the fee. In at least one version, the reply is, I haven't brought your gold, but I have paid your fee. The song's also known as the Prickly Bush or the Prickly Bush, a title derived from the oft-used refrain lamenting the maiden's situation by likening it to being caught in a briery bush, which pricks her heart. In the versions carrying this theme, the typical refrain may add, Oh, the prickly bush, the prickly bush, it pricked my heart full sore. If I ever get out of the prickly bush, I'll never get in anymore. The song hasn't been relegated to only the folk music category. With the advent of bluegrass and blues music, folk music was changed. Leadbelly, the famous blues musician, recorded a version of this song. However, the lyrics were changed somewhat to the plight of a black man in society. Let's take a quick listen. That hangman pole, that's a hard place. Long years ago, they didn't have no jailhouses at that time. Just put up some logs, put you in there, you couldn't get out, no how. The first man got in jail was a colored man. And them time, if a colored person could get up some money, why they wouldn't hang it if they gonna hang it three or four days ahead of time. Well, this man is in jail. I guess what they're doing, trying to get money, get some good jail, and they got it. Can't get out now. So anyhow, the first come to the jailhouse was his father. When his father woke up to the jailhouse, the boy climbing all upside of them low. Talked to his father, tried to give him 25 or 30 dollars. And hear what the man told him when he walked up. See here that the song is developing along with the changes of the time and musical styles. I find it completely fascinating. You know, it, it jumped, came over the pond, so to speak, and uh, with the with the Appalachian immigrants, um, and then it gets changed into some bluegrass, folky sounds, and then from there we, we reach into blues, and then from there, a few de decades after that, legendary rock band Led Zeppelin recorded the song "The Gallows Pole" on their third album, which begins in a similar way as all the ballads before. Um, basic and folky, but uh, very quickly they bring it to the present with their signature style. Let's see if we can get a little bit of this playing without getting copyright issues. Well, 
Conclusion, The Maid Freed from the Gallows and the Golden Ball is a captivating English folktale and folk song with a rich history dating back several centuries. Its enduring appeal lies in its timeless themes of love, sacrifice, and redemption, portrayed through the narrative of a maiden facing execution and the rescue that sets her free. As the song continues to be shared, recorded, and reimagined by artists, it ensures that this tale of heartache and salvation will remain an integral part of folk music tradition for generations to come. What a fascinating journey. The early elements of the story take us all the way back to ancient Greece and is traveled widely from there. It picks up elements and gets mixed in with other folk tales and folk songs and even children's games as it travels. Many layers of folklore extending to very primitive times may be revealed by a deep study of this ancient cantifable. What are your thoughts? What have I missed? This is a big one. It's traveled wide and far and many variations and versions, and I'm sure I've missed a lot. Do you have anything to add to this fascinating discussion of the history of folktales and folk songs? Let me know in the comments on the website at europeanfolktalespodcast.com or on YouTube or any of our social media channels. I'll leave you with one final version. Uh, it's called Gallows Pole, oddly enough. This time is by Willie Watson, a great American musician with a heavy lean toward folk music. Take a listen, let me know what you think. And if you're more of a reader and would like to read a fascinating account of the history of this song and folktale, take a look at the link at the bottom of the article at europeanfolktalespodcast.com and you'll find it there. It takes you to a book by A.H. Kropp called The Maid Freed from the Gallows, and it follows the entire history of the story and song. Until next time. Wait a little while, hangman, wait a little while and see. I think I see my father coming way across the sea Father, did you bring me silver? Father, did you bring some gold? Or did you bring me dear father To keep me from the gallows pole? I didn't bring no silver didn't bring no gold I come to see you hanging from the gallows pole So wait a little while hang me wait a little while and see I think I see my father coming way across the sea 
Think I see my mother coming way across the sea So mother, did you bring me silver? Mother, did you bring some gold? Did you come to see me hanging from the gallows pole? No, I didn't bring no silver. I didn't bring no gold. I come to see you swinging from the gallows pole. Yeah, you're swinging. Yeah, from the gallows pole. Yeah, you're swinging. Yes, from the gallows pole. Up your rope hangman Slag it for a while I think I see my own true lover Riding many miles So lover did you bring me silver Lover did you bring some gold Did you come to see me hanging From the gallows pole Oh yes I brought you silver brought a little gold I brought a little of everything to keep you from the gallows pole Yes I brought it Yes to keep you from the gallows pole Yes I brought it Yes to keep you from the gallows pole